What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Cultivating Kindness with Karen. And I'm your host, Karen Leslie, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me. It's a wonderful Wednesday. It is actually International Women's Day. So happy Women's Day to all the women that are watching and also to the men who are joining in as well in appreciation for the women that are in your life. And uh, wow, that had a bit of an emotion to it. So show your appreciation. Let them know how much they mean to you. And I'm sure they'll let you know how much you mean to them as well. I had no idea that it was going to be um, International Women's Day when I prepared this show a few weeks ago. To be honest, I don't keep track of those things very well. I didn't know that that was today until um, dear friend, well, actually, the owner and CEO of Inspired Choices Network, Christine McIver, sent me a message wishing me happy International Women's Day early, early this morning. And I was like, oh, that's today? Cool. So thank you, Christine, for the heads up. And it fits so beautifully for what we want to be talking about today. We've got a bit of a tongue twister title a little bit, the fun of being never wrong and never right. For some people, that will be confusing. For others, they're going to have an opinion about it right away. It's something I've dealt with for many, many years. Just the idea that I could choose to not be right, or that I could choose to not be afraid to be seen as wrong, was mind-boggling. Like, I didn't understand how this could be. Now, this is part of the work I do with my clients and the women I work with on a very regular basis. When we have this opinion that we have to be right and we cannot be wrong, it creates a lot of stress in our lives and a lot of unkindness towards ourselves and also unkindness towards others. It's really important that we actually have this conversation. You know, as I said, some of you are going to be okay with half of it and some of you are not going to be okay with part of that, that title for today. When we reinforce the behaviors that you have to be right and you cannot be wrong, we really can have a very difficult time of things. It prevents us from having a different type of relationship with ourselves and with others. It prevents us from having actually the confidence that's required to show up as authentically you. And this is one of the reasons I felt this was such a great topic for us to be talking about together today on Women's Day. Right? Confidence, we're always putting it out there when we're supporting anybody. But right now, today, there's a lot of 
information on social media about supporting women, supporting those that you know, supporting your network, helping to lift each other up. And that's all fantastic. But to have that confidence to really show up, then I would say my perception on this is you can't be afraid to be wrong. And it's a hindrance to feel that you always have to be right. To have enjoyment in everything you do, if you're always afraid of which side of that coin you're falling onto, where's the joy? How do you have enjoyment in your life? So many ways to talk about this today. And I know we'll get through them all. It may be a little chaotic with some of the information that's coming through, but you know, that's okay. We have a tremendous number of very talented women here on the Inspired Choices Network, and we have some amazing men as well. And I just want to actually start off by giving a shout out to all of the hosts and all of our team members on Inspired Choices Network, because I couldn't be here without them. You wouldn't be able to tune into my show if you can't make it live without these people. Without our support networks, wherever they are in our lives, so much depends on how we can have a relationship with them. So much of our relationships depends on how we show up and how we are willing to view others. Having that confidence, having that trust, having that inner knowing and being able to follow it, they're all influenced on your point of view on having to be right or having to not be wrong. So that confusing title is actually very deep. It actually impacts every choice you make during the day. It will impact everything I say to you. Now, one of the beautiful aspects of this show, A, I love the name, Cultivating Kindness with Karen, because it brings me back to kindness on a regular basis. But it also, because I choose to show up here authentically with all of you, I come out of the need to be right and the fear of being wrong, and I show up just as Karen. When we can do that, so much is available for us. So much healing, so much growth, so much vulnerability. And these are key parts of all of our relationships, how we receive them, and how we are with giving within our relationships. When we are sitting on, I have to be right, I can't be wrong, either seat, we set expectations for ourselves and we set expectations for others. Now, when we set an expectation for ourselves, we have just laid the groundwork, we've laid that foundation of disappointment. Judgments come through when we have expectations. So every time we have expectations, 
you lay the foundation for disappointment. And that may sound a little harsh, but if you think about it, I'm quite confident you'll be able to think of times in your life where you had set an expectation that wasn't met. And because it wasn't met, you probably felt disappointment. You may have gone into blame. You may have decided that you need to be right, that your expectation was correct to have. Or you could be on that other side. You set an expectation for something and then you're going, no, I don't think I was wrong. I can't, I know, I wouldn't have been wrong with that. Either way, you end up with disappointment. Either disappointment with self or disappointment with somebody else. None of that is a kindness to you or the other people in your life. So many of the women I work with, and I've been doing this work, well, I've been doing energy work for 25, over 25 years. And I've been working one-on-one -on -one with people from the aspect of helping to change their thought patterns, disrupt the thought patterns that aren't working for them anymore, more intensely for the last five years. I have yet to meet somebody over all of those years and all of the people that I've been working with who has not had a very strong point of view about the need to be right or the fear of being wrong. One of the reasons they come to me, one of the very basic fundamental reasons that they show up working with me is just that. They can't wrap their head around or they can't be comfortable with or they can't even consider that they could let go of either side. That need to be right and that fear of being wrong. And I was there. I'm still there. I still experience it. A hundred percent I do at times. Absolutely. Does it run my life like it used to? No, thank goodness. But it's not gone. Will it ever go away? I don't know. We'll wait and see. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. I don't know what will happen. However, I do know that it's so natural for us to think this way. We're taught these behaviors. We're taught this way to believe. We're, we're taught this belief system. You're taught to be a good little girl or a good little boy when you're young and you're a toddler or you're a preschooler. Once you hit school, you're taught that it's important to do things correctly. It's important that when you're learning to write your alphabet, that you write it in a certain fashion so that it's legible for other people to read, that you write it consistently in the same manner. We go through all of our schooling, right up to postgraduate work, being tested, writing papers, doing a thesis, having exams. And if you don't get enough correct answers, then you fail. So you go into an exam and you've got that strong, strong hope that you're going to be right. And you have a very strong fear of not being wrong for something you're about to type on a keyboard or write with a pen on a piece of paper. And then we're rewarded for how well we do, 
How much did you get correct? How few did you get wrong? And that's brilliant. I totally understand it. And it's a process that we all need to go through to get to where we would like to be, to have, I mean, we don't want a doctor who didn't get the answers correct more often than they got them wrong, right? We don't want a lawyer who's helping us out with something to have had more failures than successes. So none of this is incorrect or a wrong way of being. It's how we handle it and how it influences our day-to-day living and activities, even in your workplace. It can be very scary, very uncomfortable to not know an answer when somebody asks you a question or poses a problem or a difficulty in the organization. It can be very uncomfortable to just say, I'm not sure. Let me think about this. I will get back to you. Versus we will have that tendency to say, yeah, I got it. I know what you need. Um, I'll get back to you. I, I, I can figure this out, even if we have no clue. Right. I'm going to shift gears just for a little bit before we go to our first break. When I was setting up all of the information for this show, uh, I was pulling an oracle card. And I pull oracle cards for every single show that I submit and that I work with. And I want to read to you for just a moment where a lot of my insight came from, from a deck that I pulled. And it's called the Tree Angel um, Oracle Deck. And all the cards are different species or types of trees. So the one that um, opened up was called, or is for the ivy, which, okay, so technically maybe not a tree, a vine. I am not a botanist, so <laughs> don't get angry. <laughs> but I want to read to you what it says about ivy. Okay, so pardon me for just looking down for a moment. Don't ask for reward or compensation. Whether someone sometime will recognize the greatness of your actions, it makes no difference to you. There is no need for triumph. The great greatest happiness is found in following your inner path. To me, that was really powerful. Don't go looking for that recognition. Don't go looking for outside approval or even disapproval. Follow your inner path. And I have done some shows previously on, you know, staying in your lane or following your path and things like that, that you could go back and listen to if you want to. But right now, we're going to go for our first break. Thank you so much for being here on the Inspired Choices Network with me for cultivating kindness with Karen. And as I said, I'm Karen Leslie, your host every week, every Wednesday. Think about those wise, wise words from the ivy plant. And while you're contemplating that, we'll go to our commercial break and I will be back shortly. I hope you'll still be here to carry on this really interesting conversation. Thanks so much. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen 
each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. So, kindness. How does kindness fit into being right or being wrong? I'm sure when I ask that, you go, oh, that's easy. Many ways come to your mind for sure. However, there is that saying, right? There's two sides to every coin. And we have a general tendency, I would say, to always avoid one side of a coin. We always, well, yeah, I'm gonna say we always have our preference as to which side we want to be on. And often we want to ignore that the other side is even there. Impossible, absolutely impossible for that to happen. There is always a second side. Some people may call it your shadow side. Other people can, I mean, there's so many different ways to refer to it. And to be honest, the the words, they mean nothing. It doesn't matter. They really don't matter from my perspective. What's important is we know that there are two sides. So what's the, you know, the one side we've got is always needing to be right. So what's the opposite of that? Never being wrong. Or if you're feeling that you can never be wrong, you always are proving yourself. You're always looking for recognition, that you're always, always making sure nobody sees an error that could have come from you. If that's your dominant side, then it's going to be actually hard for you to see the other side of always being right. Because your belief system is that you're you're always going to be wrong and you've got to hide that. Nobody can see this. Neither side is better than the other, to be perfectly honest. We flip back and forth between two of them all the time. You could take a coin and flip it. It's going to spend some time falling on heads and sometimes falling on tails. Sometimes falling on the need to be right. Sometimes falling on the need to not be seen as wrong. I've experienced this just recently myself, and 
it was it was really interesting for me and I'll share a little bit with you as to how how old patterns can come into play so quietly and if we're not willing to be aware then we will miss what's going on and what they're telling us so I had um I had to have a molar spot whatever removed from my uh, my arm on Tuesday last week and so no big deal, small procedure, everything was fine. However, due to other circumstances that had nothing to do with that procedure, it got infected. Not comfortable. Those little things can be really painful. However, where I'm going with this is, I didn't allow myself to be to be right. I was going on to the side, well, I guess I'm wrong. So in my inner knowing, my being, I knew there was an infection there, but I didn't do anything about it. And when I consulted somebody about it, not a medical professional, just another person that was like, I don't think it's too bad. And so I ignored choosing to be right and believing in what I know. And I went to, oh, I guess I'm wrong. But I knew I wasn't. But that was where I went to based on the energy of the person I was speaking to. And I went, to be honest, more into people pleasing, which is a behavior I've been working very hard to let go of. But when I fell back into that way of thinking of not being a bother and not asking to be taken to, to somewhere because I was unable to drive, then I ignored what was going on until the next day when I was in far more pain and then I said, okay, this has to be taken care of. I need to get to a doctor today. Had I gone the previous day, I'd be a little farther along in my healing for sure. And that's neither here nor there. What it is, is that I fell into an old way of thinking, which was I am probably wrong. I am probably incorrect. And that was my normal way of thinking. I very rarely saw myself as being correct when I was growing up. I was an average student, not an A student. So I didn't have that reinforcement. I didn't have the reinforcements in my home life of being correct very often. So it was natural for me to second guess my thought and just to let it go and to think, oh, I guess I'm not correct. I'm wrong. I'm wrong again. I'm still wrong. I more often have spent my life on that side of the coin. As I said, neither is better or worse than the other. Both are filled with a judgment of ourself and an expectation on others. Because I placed an expectation that this other person knew more than I did. The next day, I was disappointed. I felt let down. It had nothing to do with that other person. He or she was not wrong. That was their opinion. It was how I interpreted it and my choices I made after receiving it. That's what I needed to look at. If I didn't have any discomfort with saying, no, I don't think I agree with this. I really, I would like to go and see a doctor. Then how I felt about my choices would be different. When I'm talking about all of this, I really want you to understand that letting go of the need to be right 
or the fear of being wrong also does not mean that we become uh, a doormat or a jellyfish, you know, like some, somebody or something without a backbone. There's a way to do it and be very honest and truthful with yourself. I wasn't that on Saturday. I ignored information that I had on Saturday. And that's okay. And I'm fine with it now. It took me a bit. I needed to look at it and understand why, why I made the choice I did. What old pattern did I fall into? Then I could make a new pattern, a new choice, a new decision. And I was able to come to it without being in judgment of the choice I made. And I was able to come to this space without being in judgment of the other person. Versus I would have been ticked off or something. I would have had a judgment against that person. And that would have been me trying to prove I was right. Not knowing I was right, really, but like trying to, get, to prove I was right to that person. And that is, a, that is a different energy. None of that is present. It's a willingness to look at what are you doing? What are you saying? What are you thinking? And are you doing, saying, thinking based on your knowledge in that moment or based on a belief or an upbringing or a fear that you have. Fear is that dividing line down the center of that coin. Fear, for many of us, is what keeps us thinking, I have to be right or I can't be wrong. Perfectionism, that's one person that will be on that side of I have to be right. They can also have that fear of being wrong. They can't see this. I have to be perfect. Either way, it's fear that's in the middle. It's so strong in all of us. It really is. But there's so much freedom when you can come out of it. And will you fall back into things? Oh, of, of course, right? You're going to hear on my shows all the time. And I will share it with you. That where I've gone backwards, just like I did, you know, just a few minutes ago. That's part of being human. That's part of me sharing my experiences with you so that you understand, hopefully, that it's not wrong when you're working towards a goal or changing a behavior or a thought pattern and you end up taking a few steps back. All I hope is that you, as the saying is, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. What a horrible saying. <laughs> okay, that's not one I want to say again. All I hope then is that you don't throw away all of your hard work because of one step back, even if it's three or four steps back, right? Yeah, there's some laughter in the chat room here. <laughs> it is an awful saying. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so you can come to the shows every week and you will hear me being very honest with you as to where I stumble and how I pick myself back up, because I think it's how I pick myself up and how I continue to move ahead again towards my ultimate goal of who I want to show up as. 
I think that sharing that experience can be helpful for people. Having a really strong belief on things at times are going to be helpful to you and at times are going to be a detriment to your next choice. When we are only allowing ourselves to stay firmly on one side of a coin instead of allowing ourselves to know that we're going to flip back and forth with ease, it creates separation in your relationships. It creates a separation within you because you're not allowing yourself to actually see you, to feel who you are, to be honest and to, to marvel at who you are, to marvel at all of these different aspects of you that are all there for information. It's all just data or data, depending on how you say it. That's all it is. It's just information. So if you're very clinical, if you're scientific, if you're more linear in how you, know, you do things and in who you are and your thinking, Maybe that will make sense to you. Maybe that will be helpful. It's all information. That's all it is. So if you've done a study, you've got your double blind study, you've got your information coming in, all that data is there and you're analyzing it. You're going to be able to use that data to come to a conclusion at the end of your study. Now, hopefully you don't come into judgment that the study was no good if it didn't give you the result that you wanted. There's your expectations that have been set, right? That cause you difficulties and disappointment. But if you can be objective, neutral, and look at the information and then work with it, that's brilliant. That is giving you data to take your next step from. That's all I did on Sunday. I looked at the information. I looked at those things that I was doing, that choices I was making. And it was just data. That's all it was. And that was able then for me to say, hmm, that wasn't the best choice. That's cool. So what choice do I want to make now? We are at another break already. I cannot believe that we are halfway through our show here today on the Inspired Choices Network. It is so much fun talking with you. I really, really appreciate you coming along. And for those of you who are just joining us, don't go away. We will be right back on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. We just have a couple of minutes for a couple of uh, commercials here. And while we're away, just give some thought as to what different coins are presenting themselves in your life. Which coins are actually very evident for that line of fear in the middle that you are uncomfortable with going from one side to the other. And when we come back, we're going to look at how to shift this and how to have less stress by getting rid of that fear that's in the center of that coin. All right, I'll be back with you very shortly. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? 
Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Karen Leslie, and you're here with me on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. And yes, of course, you can definitely send an email to me. Karen, K-A-R-E-N, Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E dot C-A. And I would be happy to have conversations with you. You can also find me on all kinds of different social media platforms, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, I do have TikTok, but to be honest, there's nothing on it. (laughs) Maybe one day. We'll see if we get to that point as well. But by all means. Look for me, follow me, and um, if you're enjoying the shows, I would love you to share them with other people or direct them to the Inspired Choices Network where they can find Cultivating Kindness with Karen, and then they can also find all of the other shows here by the amazing other hosts that we have on the network. There's something here for everybody, so um, share away, please. And Actually, too, if there's something you would like me to talk about, if there's a topic of interest or something you're struggling with that you would like my perspective on, then send me that email or friend me on Facebook or uh, LinkedIn and send me a message or whatever it might work for you, Instagram. And I would be happy, more than happy to look at that for you and uh, let you know when the show will be airing so that you can catch it live, hopefully, and maybe even join us here in the chat room where we can have even a more personal conversation about it instead of me just talking out into the airwaves here. All right, so let's get back to hmm, never being right and never being wrong. And how does that make you feel? I've talked a lot about in the previous two segments of um, examples of the stress that this can cause us when we sit on either side of this coin. And I know I'm using that reference an awful lot today, but it's the only one that keeps popping in. So when we have that strong belief or that strong fear that's in place for us, it is naturally going to create fear. That's the mind's job. 
right? It's doing exactly what it needs to do. It's, you've got this thought process that I need to be right on this. I have to be correct. And so your mind is going to go and look for evidence all around you to support that. And if it's having trouble finding it, then that's going to create stress in your body. The hormones that are going to be released are going to be ones that tell you like, oh, this isn't working very well. It really is quite easy. It will take a little time, but it is quite easy to reduce all of this stress that's coming through with choosing to be on one side or the other of a choice. Instead of just allowing yourself the freedom to make a choice and be okay, 100% okay, that it may not go the way you had expected it. Right? Again, remember, expectations are the foundation for disappointment. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have goals. We shouldn't have targets, things that we wish to achieve, because that can be looked at as an expectation as well. I'm talking about a personal expectation for how you are to conduct yourself or be seen by others. From my perspective, if you show up authentically you without an expectation of how you can be received or should be received, without an expectation of how you wish to receive whatever environment you're going into, then the outcome shouldn't matter. The outcome will not matter. If it doesn't go well, then perhaps that's not the group of people for you. If you don't enjoy it, but you're well received again, well, maybe that's not somewhere you wish to go back. Or you can look at it and did, did your nerves get the better part of you? Or did you have an expectation in place that wasn't met? And can you let that go? And then go back and see how it all works. When we're really comfortable with ourselves, this need to be right and the fear of being wrong diminishes. The more comfortable and confident and accepting we are of ourself, then the less fear we are going to have and the less judgment we'll have about sitting on either side of the fence. We'll do the fence this time. Right? Or draw a line in the sand. Okay, now they're all coming through as to which side, where you want to be or where you do not wish to be. Coming out of judgment about yourself and others is a huge kindness to you and to them. Negative emotions, they are not helpful for the cells in your body. They, they just are not. My business is called Stress Recovery Solutions, specifically from the perspective of all of the negative emotions we have, they cause difficulties in the actual cells of your body. Coming out of stress is not just changing your thought process. Coming out of stress also involves working with your body and helping it to shift and heal and change as well. 
Kindness lends itself to support. Kindness lends itself naturally to empowerment and encouragement that you can be for yourself and for others. It's a beautiful energy to be in today on International Women's Day. That kindness we can show to each other instead of going into competition or judgment or they're doing it wrong or they're doing it right. So I have to be doing it wrong. No, 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 no. We so often, and again, we're taught to look at what somebody says and to decide if we agree with it or not, or if it's right or if it's wrong. Instead of being that space of just listening, hearing, and giving yourself permission for time to see how you feel about the information that has been shared with you. You don't need to agree and you don't need to disagree with it. I'm asking you to come out of pre-programmed thoughts as to whether it's right or wrong. And those are the ones that come in like that in an instant versus you saying, oh, all right, let me think about this. So here's a, a personal example. Um, my eldest son and his wife uh, got engaged. Mm, was it Christmas? Uh, it was Christmas 2019. No, the wedding was 2019. So Christmas 2018. They got married the end of June 2019. Uh, and if they're, I doubt they'll watch it. But if they're either of them watching it, I've got the dates wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, the my point is they got married, I uh, got engaged in December, and then we're having a wedding end of June, six months. My immediate thought was, are you crazy? Like, how are you going to do that? Like, who gets a wedding planned in six months? I was definitely in judgment, no question about it. And I'm pretty sure I said, are you sure? Like, really? So they knew that I thought they were crazy. And then I took a step back. And I thought, this is not going to create any difficulties between me and this happy couple based on me thinking, my thinking, that six months is ridiculous. I could reframe my way of looking at it. I could take the information and come out of judgment on it, and I could be kind. I could be supportive. I could be encouraging. I could be whatever it was that would come to me to support them in creating this dream and coming to the realization of having a wedding in six months. The old me would have loved to have just stayed in, you're wrong. And then when the wedding came about, judging myself somehow that they were right and I was wrong versus coming out of that point of view I had, allowing the information that was shared with me to percolate for a little bit, for me to gather more information, for me to listen and to realize, wow, they're doing this. This is going to work. How exciting is that? That enabled me 
to enjoy the process with them. That enabled me to be that person that they could turn to if they wished without fear of judgment or without fear that I was going to be unsupportive. It was really important to me to be that person for this couple. It reduced my stress and I'm quite certain it reduced their stress as well. Just seeing the data, seeing the information and coming out of expectations and judgment reduced stress for a whole bunch of people. We are coming to our third and final break. The time is flying by as it does every week here on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Thank you for being here with me. Don't go away. We have still a lot more to talk about when we come back on never being right and never being wrong and how it impacts our stress and how we live. So here are commercials over the next couple of minutes, and then we will continue this conversation as I hopefully will encourage you to be someone who just collects data instead of being in judgment all the time. All right, we'll be right with you. Thanks so much, everyone. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here with me. And for those of you that are in the chat room, if you've got any questions or any queries, by all means, you know, please ask, please um, type away, and I will make sure I answer them before we leave because we don't have much more time. This is our last segment now on looking at the fear of being wrong or the fear of being judged and that need to be right. However you word it, it's really not healthy to be in that space. It will create stress for you in your thinking and for you in your body. And the whole idea behind cultivating kindness with Karen and the work I do with my clients is to release that stress, to support you in recognizing that holding on to the same thought patterns is actually creating additional stress in your body. And that can have real implications for your thought patterns, your mental health, and the physical health of the cells in your body. So I do have a question here. Let's see. We've got, can you explain more on what it means to just simply collect data? Yes, of course. So I think it was the previous segment, and maybe it was two, I don't know, where we talked about being a scientist and just 
having a study put out there and you're just collecting the information. You're reading how many people clicked which box, how many people scored from zero to 10 on this number, how many people slept this number of hours. And then you just take all that information and you analyze it. That is not only applicable to the world of research. That is applicable to everything we do. If you are able to listen without going into your thought patterns about what you believe or what you don't believe and hear the person's words from just being information, just being data that they are sharing with you, you will have an opportunity to be with them in a way that isn't full of judgment or stress. Like the example I gave before we went to break with the wedding. I could, when I was invited to go and look for the wedding dress, I did not go into, she'll never get one in a couple of months. Had I gone in with that energy, then that would have been a push energy towards her where I wasn't believing in her. And I could actually have influenced the fact that she might have had trouble finding a dress, which she didn't. It was great. And she was beautiful. But if we, if you color the data, if you skew the results, then what you do with that information is going to be skewed. It's going to be self-serving. It's going to get a point across that you want. It's going to support your belief for you having to be right. If you take the data and you find out that your belief was disproven, it showed evidence that yours wasn't correct. How are you going to then look at the fact that you were wrong? My hope is you'll look at it as being, oh, oops, new information. Okay, that's cool. And you don't beat yourself up and you don't judge the other person that gave the data or the information to you. So often we listen only partly when somebody's speaking. We listen to actually hear words or information that's gonna support our belief pattern. We don't listen fully openly to hear all the words and the energy and the meaning that the person is trying to convey to us. We filter it and we put it through a filter that gives us an answer we want. Some people, you could say, look through things with rose-colored glasses. They're always seeing, you know, the good in everything. And they're unable to see when there's warnings or difficulties. Well, whatever filter you use is going to influence the information versus what if you didn't have a filter? Now, and I'm not meaning having no filter so you just blurt everything out and have no regard for whom you're speaking to. But what if you didn't have a filter that judged that skewed, that altered the information that you were either seeing with your eyes or hearing with your ears. That's what I mean by collecting data. And when you do that, you have significantly less stress and substantially more options for kindness and being authentic. I'm going to practice doing this. Awesome. Let me know. I'm happy to help. Right? It's really important to reduce our stress and to show up for ourselves. 
to allow ourselves to have people around us that don't agree. That's okay. To allow ourselves to be okay when someone doesn't you know, necessarily like what we're wearing or whatever the case may be. It's fine. We need to look at showing up authentically. As I was saying earlier, when you allow yourself to show up authentically and to make choices based on that authenticity without expectations, and without any judgment as to what the outcome will be, life will change for you. Your situations will change. Dare I say you will be happier. I do believe you will have less stress. Now, some crunchy bits can come up and it can feel really uncomfortable as you're doing that. And that's okay. And if that's what's happening, reach out, right? There's so many ways to find Karen Leslie in this world now through social media and the Inspired Choices Network, it's very easy to connect with me if you wish to. It's important that you look at what your choices are and what they're doing for you as far as reducing or increasing the stress that's in your thoughts and in your body. So we're coming very close to the end of our show here. So I just quickly want to thank you for being with me here on the Inspired Choices Network. Next week, my show is called Abuse. No, not me. And that I said a lot. Now I understand my answer is yes. And I have a wonderful, amazing guest with us. Melitza Yelnich is going to be here with me next week. My very first guest, which will be exciting. And Melitza has an amazing show on the Inspired Choices Network as well. She's one of our many brilliant hosts. Hers is called The Pleasure Zone. So please go and look for that. You can get yourself introduced to Melitza if you haven't met her before. Or join next week and join us for the first time together as we talk about more subtle ways that abuse is very much a part of our lives and how we can shift that. And remember, it's just information. So we're almost gone. Thank you so much. Remember, everything you do from the neck up helps you from the neck down. And I hope you'll join me next week on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.